Book of Titus. Book of Titus. That's good singing. Amen. She couldn't find the page. That's why. Amen. I'll help you out. Do you? Don't you sing with her? Why not? <laughs> all righty, all righty. Good to be here tonight, ain't it? Yeah. All right, so Reese said he hoped I'd only preach a few minutes so he could go outside and play. <laughs> Hurt my feelings a little bit, so I added 35 minutes to the sermon. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me to have no more. <laughs> 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 I got you, didn't I? Uh, finally, uh, not finally, Titus, I said, right? Titus. The book of Titus, and we're going to look in chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse number 8. Glad to see you tonight. Of course, I can't see you with these glasses on. I can only see the page. Good to see you tonight. Glad you're here. Amen. Uh, people is much better to preach to than pews. Uh, we know that because when, when I first came here, that's, well, there were 60 people the first day. The first Sunday I came here, there were 60 people. And next week, there was 12 of us. And uh, we built it back up, didn't we? And then like 18 or 19 left because I made somebody mad. Funny how that is, amen? But anyway, I wish people would leave Hollywood when uh, Brad Pitt gets a new wife or something like that, amen? Uh, if your preacher got a new wife, most of you would leave, amen, but I, I notice people still go to the box office. But anyway, I'm not preaching about that tonight, that's some, something totally different, uh, but it is good to see God's house full, isn't it, especially in revival time, good to see all the visitors, appreciate you coming, and going to try to preach to you for a little bit tonight, and uh, try to help you out a little bit. I believe this passage will do it. Let me go to the Lord in prayer. And then we'll read verse 8. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and for your grace tonight. I pray you'd help us, God. Uh, uh, Lord, uh, insufficient for the task of giving anybody any help. But Lord, we look to you from which our help comes, God. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight. I pray, God, that you'd do something for us. We know that you can, God. In the Old Testament, they ask, can God furnish a table in the wilderness. And God, really, that should be turned around and said, God can. Now, we know that you can help us. We know that you can guide us. We know, God, you have the answers to the questions that we have. Tomorrow, we might have a different set of questions, and you'll have answers for those as well. I pray you'd help us to trust you day by day, and I pray you'd lead us day by day. And, oh, God, I pray uh, that tonight you'd be with us. Help me to preach. Help these to hear and understand. And I pray, oh, God, that while I'm preaching, your spirit would move your voice would be heard in the hearts of the people and I pray oh God you'd challenge your people tonight and I'll thank you and praise you God for all that you do forgive my sins forgive anything God that would uh, hinder me God from uh, preaching your word tonight and Lord I'll thank you and praise you for everything that you do in Jesus Christ's name we ask these things amen amen all right uh, now I'd like to spend 15 or 20 minutes on introductions and all that stuff but I'm just not a uh, professional preacher. Amen. I'm just a country boy. I've never been to no seminaries or nothing like that. Just a country boy. Amen. God called to preach. So I'm going to skip over all most of that stuff. I am glad you're here and all that good stuff, but let's get to preaching. All right. Philemon chapter number, I think I told you chapter three, right? No, I keep saying Philemon because that's on the top of the page. Titus chapter number three. I told you I weren't no professional. Titus chapter three and verse number eight. Let's read this. It says, uh, it says, this is a faithful saying and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And I know you like those two words most of all. Good and profitable. The good and profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions. Is the earth round or flat? Is there a gap theory such as that? But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions. Stop arguing. And strivings about the law for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. 
When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent uh, to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. Bring Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently, that nothing be warning unto them. And let ours also learn to maintain good works, and let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. All that are with me salute thee, greet them that love us in the faith, grace be with you all. Amen. All right, back to the verse number eight again. This is a faithful saying. This is something that's going to be true. This is going to be right. This is a faithful saying. Somebody in, uh, you know, in this area might say, you know, they heard this old saying, or they might call it an old wives' tale, which is something that you, usually what people call a proverb or something. This is something I'm going to tell you, and it's going to help you. And, and but Paul says it this way: This is a faithful saying. You can you can put your faith. On what's about to be said right here. Amen. Now, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things to preach on in a revival. And a lot of times you go to a revival and the preacher might scold you a little bit. He might have a little bit of rebuke for you if that's what God has. He might he might have some correction. You've been doing this, but you ought to do this. Now, I trust tonight that uh, most folks that are here are saved. I hope you're saved. And uh, tonight I'm not going to be preaching against, uh, you know, uh, what you wear or none of that stuff. I trust that you're saved, amen. I trust that you're trying to live for the Lord. I hope that's what we got on revival meeting night. Now, you, if you get saved tonight, it's not going to offend me. I'm not trying to talk you out of that, amen. You get saved or you get right with God in some way, fashion, or form, I, I'd be glad to hear it, amen. I'll shake your hand and hug your neck, whatever it takes, and, and tell you I'm very glad. Might even cry with you a little bit, amen. Uh, it's been a long time since, uh, since you know, I mean, uh, this ain't the, uh, in today's time, it's not normal to see people crying and weeping. And uh, I mean, maybe down at your house and, and maybe over some tragedy or something like that. But I'm talking about people that uh, were living their life the way they wanted to. And then they found out that God wasn't pleased with it, but they found out God would also forgive them. And then they got down on an altar somewhere and said, God, forgive me for my wretched ways and forgive me for my foolish thoughts. And I pray you, and they went on that way, Brother Tommy, till they just got to weeping. Amen. Uh, have you ever had an, uh, a, a situation like that? Amen. I certainly have. Uh, I got right with God not long ago. I got saved in 1975, I think, 1974 somewhere along in there. I got saved way back then, but I got right with God the other day. Man, I was walking in the church and praying and getting down on the altar and walking, and before you know it, I was weeping and crying. You say, oh, well, that sounds like a tragic time. No, that's a wonderful time, amen. Uh, don't never get too high up in the pecking order to get right with God, amen. Uh, some preachers are so uh, so uh, committed to what they're doing and what their cause is, and, and I'm not saying nothing about the cause of Christ. That's something to be committed to, but people get in this loop and they're just serving God because they go to church because it's Sunday not because God wants them to come. Amen. Uh, they wear a white shirt when they're preaching because that's the required uniform for preachers or something like that. Hey, no sir, that's just that's just methodology, man. I want to know God and boy, if you uh, forget your routine and, and, and just uh, step aside for a little bit and get along with God and pray and quit pretending. Listen, if you pretend you're right with God around your church members long enough, you'll start pretending you're right with God around God. Amen. God ain't going to be fooled with it. God can see all the way through a white shirt. Amen. God can see all the way through a King James Bible. Amen. God can see all the way through the doctrines that you profess to believe. Most of that stuff you profess to believe because your preacher professed it to you enough times to where you heard it and you heard it and you heard it. I guess that's what we believe. And then, I'm an old time fundamental. Hey, you ain't old nothing but old sinner saved by grace. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm right now to the place where I'm willing to forget about titles and pastors and preachers and stuff like just a Christian. Amen. And get to the place where I'm satisfied to be a Christian and I'm glad to be a Christian and I want to be a Christian. Hey, I'm not sitting around pining wishing I could go back to the bar. Oh, how fun it would be to go back to the bar and go down to the ball field. Hey, I ain't got nothing. To, I like ball myself, but I'm not sitting around pining. Well, boy, I wish football games wasn't on 
Sunday so I could go watch a football game. I'd rather come to the house of God any day, amen. I, I don't care what day football's played on, amen. They'll rerun it tomorrow for free and you ain't got to go pay for it, amen. Uh, but I'm telling you what, man, I, uh, you've got to get out of this idea that, well, we got to do it. Well, we, we got to do this and we got to do that. Man, you get to serve God now, amen. You're, listen, before you were saved, you couldn't save God, uh, you couldn't serve God if you wanted to. The children of Israel said, hey, we're going to choose God. We're going to go with God. And Moses said, you can't serve the Lord. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? You come down the aisle after church say, preacher, I come down here just to let you know I'm wanting to serve God. And I said, you can't serve God. <laughs> hey man, it's hard to serve God with the man's heart. Because man has man's desires. Man has man's wants and needs. and You can't serve God like that. you got to get rid of that stuff and put it aside and say, God, tell me what you like and tell me what you desire. Boy, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday morning. I'm going to church not because i got to go to church, not because it's Sunday. Oh, here it's Sunday again. It's Wednesday night again. We, we're going to have to go to church. <laughs> That's just like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old talk, ain't it? Oh, we got to go to church again. Uh, some of these fellas get drug around from church to church when their daddy's out preaching and stuff. Here we go again. Gonna get in the camper again. Drive down to that state again. Go in that church again. Sit on that pew again. And somebody's going to get up to sing again. And somebody's going to get up and run their mouth for two hours again. And oh Lord, it's Brother Mike. He's going to preach too long. And that just over and over and over and over. Boy, I tell you what. You get to the place where you forget about all that outward stuff and the tiredness and the, I got to go to work stuff tomorrow and say, man, get alone by yourself and start weeping and praying and God help me tonight and get up from and say, boy, I just can't wait to get to church tonight. I mean, I'm going to go to church tonight even if I fall asleep and snore during the preaching. Amen. Just try to snore like it sounds like amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Snore away if you can do that, amen. I won't be offended. I put myself to sleep sometimes. Amen. This is a faithful saying, he said. This is a faithful saying. This is a good thing. And he said, these things I will that thou, thou, that thou affirm constantly. He said, hey, I want you to preach this message everywhere you go. I want you to talk about it all the time. Have you ever noticed that when you go to church, they talk about tithing and getting saved and getting baptized and being on time for Sunday school? And being on time for Sunday school. And being on time for Sunday school. And being on time for Sunday school. And being on time for, and coming to Sunday school at all. <laughs> Amen. You, why, why do they talk about that all the time? Because them's good works. Them's good works. It's good to do that. Uh, Sunday's not the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a day of rest. That's Saturday. Sunday's the first day of the week. It's a work day. Oh, that's part of my weekend. No, it ain't part of your weekend. It's the week beginning. That's the beginning of the week. It's, it's work, amen. You know what I find as Christian? I said I wouldn't go preach hard. I'm not going to preach hard. I'm just going to preach about this. <laughs> Boy, you notice folks be right there to punch in every morning. Boy, I better not be one minute late because... If I'm one minute late, my boss is going to be displeased with me, and I can't have no write-ups. Yeah. No, sir. i got to bring $75 home every week to my wife and make sure she, boy, i got to be there. i got to be there. Don't you wish they had a little time clock back there? Uh, and a little Sunday school attendants had to punch the clock, amen. And, boy, if you're five minutes late, you're going to have to go see the big man. Mm. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? I got news for you, boys and girls. You're going to go see the big man one day. And he's got that time clock you think you ain't having to. You know, I, I tell you what, any church that puts up a time clock in the back of it, I ain't going to such judgmental church as that. And all the while, God up in heaven going, they were five minutes late and they're mad. And they're mad because the preacher said something about a time clock in heaven. Uh, boy, he knows. I'm telling you, when you got involved in Christianity, I mean, you should have done it. I'm not trying to talk you out of the decision you made. But when you got involved in Christianity, you got involved in the best spy organization that there's ever been. Amen. 
Every one of you people said, boy, I want my liberties and I ain't going to get on Google because every time you search, it's watching you. Yeah. I got news for you. Yeah. There's eyes bigger than googly eyes looking at you. I can tell you that. That's absolutely sure. That, that, that's absolutely for sure. Amen. There's an eye in the sky watching you, they used to sing. I don't remember the rest of that song, but I remember that part. Ain't it funny how you remember that part? When I was a little kid, they used to be singing, there's an eye in the sky watching you. I'm like, <laughs> Mama said, what you doing? You need to be paying attention. I am paying attention. Bless God. There's an eye in the sky watching me. I want to know about that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, let me get on with this before I preach an hour or two. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly. I want you to talk about it everywhere you go. I want you to talk about it over and over and over and over. And what's the message that he's saying? Quit smoking, he says. That ain't what he says at all, is it? Not what he says. Now, I'll tell you what, when you go out of this house, I want your skirt to be one inch below your knee. That ain't what it says, is it? Amen. Now, see, but it's easy to preach on what people wear. Now, you wear yogurt pants to church about three or four services in a row, and I'll be sure to preach at you. Amen. Just like a good preacher ought to. Amen. Amen. I mean, I do it up here, and you can sit there and pretend I ain't talking to you. And ain't nobody got to be offended about it. You just say, Lord, forgive me for that and go. But I guarantee if I come to you and say, you old heifer. <laughs> yeah, she, she ain't coming back no more. Huh? And if I come down to some of you fellas and I said, I seen you working in the yard the other day with your shirt off. And, huh? Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. No, ain't nothing wrong with what men do. It's just what the women do. That's, that stuff makes me mad, boy. I, that stuff makes me mad. Up there where we're from, I don't know if they got any down here. I don't really care. It's just part of the illustration. They got Mennonites up there where we live. Mennonites, some good people. They got good values and stuff like that. And they're a little bit more saved than Amish people is. They're close. Amen. Amish people ain't saved. they religious and they got good standards and stuff, but they're not saved. I'm not judging them. I talk to them. What they believe ain't salvation. But Mennonites got in their Bible and said, hey, wearing old clothes and driving wagons don't make you saved, amen. They got saved, amen. So that's good, that's good. But uh, me and Ruth will be going around town, there'll be this Mennonite lady there, and she's got a bonnet on, and her dress dragging the ground, and uh, very modest, very loose-fitting clothes, and Here's her, little kids are dressed like that. The little girl kids are dressed like that. And here comes daddy and little Timmy, 12 years old, and they're dressed like everybody else on the street. If she got a dress like that, I mean, I got respect for the Amish because the men trying to be modest too. And you know, boy, them, them Amish people are crazy. And Baptists ain't no different. Baptists jump all over the women for not doing stuff they, they ought to do or should do. And men get to do whatever they want to. Yeah. Slip around cuss and smoke cigarettes and everything. Now, woman, don't you? I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I've had some fellas tell me, don't shake hands with my wife because something might happen. What, what kind of woman did you marry? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Am I telling the truth or not? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you know it or not, but there's a whole lot of hurdles you've got to jump between shaking hands and committing adultery. Amen. What I think is somebody got a little bit too much of that stuff in their mind. Amen. Amen. Preachers has preached so much about don't do this and don't do that that that's all people's got. Boy, I tell you what, I better stay home from Sunday school today because if I step my little tippy toes out the door, I might fall into some kind of sin. You know what the problem is, Brother Curtis? The problem is people got rid of a lot of stuff and separated from a lot of stuff, but they never jumped into doing something else, doing something right. And that's the message that he's talking about right here. He said, I want you to affirm it constantly. Affirm, that means yes. Amen. Good works, yes. Good works. So, Brother Mike, we ain't saved by works. I ain't talking about getting saved. I, I opened up the message with that. I opened up the message with that. We're not talking about getting saved tonight. We're talking about you people that saved and sit around and you think you come to church on Sunday and maybe Sunday night and hmm, hopefully Wednesday night you think that's all you got to do. That ain't all you got to do. Amen. That ain't, that's just the basics, amen. Uh, you come to church to learn, right? Well, what are you learning? 
that you got to be here next Wednesday? Oh, what, did, what did you come here to learn? You got to be here for Sunday school next week? What did you come here to do? You come here to learn somehow. I'll tell you what, I'll answer the question for you. You came here to learn what to do on Monday. You said, what am I supposed to be doing? What should a Christian be doing on Monday? Good works. Baptist, independent, fundamental Baptist, Bible-believing Baptist hates the word good works. The only time you hear the word good works is in a negative connotation. We're not saved by good works. We're not saved by good works. We're not saved by good works. I'll tell you what, good works will save you from a lot of stuff. It won't save you from hell. It won't save you from your sins, but boy, getting busy doing some good works for God, that'll save you from a lot of stuff. Save you, save you number one, for wasting time. Uh, you, you know what it's hard to do? You, you got saved by the grace of God, and you used to run around the bars and gambling and playing cards and stuff like that. You probably live in the same town you grew up in. I'll tell you what, if you're just walking down the street pacing, looking around. Well, you might look over one day and find out you're right in front of that building you used to gamble in or whatever, whatever wickedness it was you was out there doing. Amen. Well, I tell you what, if you're passing out tracks everywhere you go, it's hard to start thinking about that other stuff when you're doing something for the Lord. I've given you the illustration many times before, and I'll give it to you tonight. Boy, it's hard to get up off your knees after praying 45 minutes. Praying's a good work. Did you know that? Hey Amen. I can weave all these things into the introduction. We'll be done a lot sooner. Get down on your knees and start praying. You said, Brother Mike, does anybody pray? Does anybody pray anymore? Do they pray 45 minutes or an hour anymore? I don't know, do you? <clears throat> I wouldn't spend too much time worrying about what everybody else does. And you know what? I know I'm throwing this out in the wrong congregation. I'm not, maybe not the wrong congregation, but the wrong denomination. It really, really don't matter what everybody else is doing. So, sorry to preach to you gossiping Baptists, amen. Oh, oh, Brother Mike, I'll have you know Baptists don't gossip. Oh, 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 son. And this is the way it starts here. You sit down in church and you look around and you say, Oh, anybody in here named Susie? No Susies? Okay. Oh, I noticed Sister Susie isn't here today. Okay, everybody turn around and shake hands. You know where Susie's at? (laughs) (laughs) And that's the way it starts right there. Oh, ten minutes into the service, there's notes being passed around. Do you know where Susie is? Check the box. Yes or no? One of these days I'm going to get lucky enough to intercept one of them notes that gets passed. (laughs) Then we're going to have fun. Amen? Amen. Does people pray? Does people pray? I looked at the verse. Does people pray? It ain't wrote down there. I promise you. But does people get down and pray anymore? Pray is a good word. It's a good work. You can get down, you can pray for others. You can get down there and pray for yourself. Supplication, that's for your needs. Oh, God, I need this. I need help. I need forgiveness. I need strength because I'm still stupid. I'm liable to mess up real bad. God, help me. Or I did mess up real bad. Forgive me of that. Help me. That's supplication. Oh, Brother Chris needs you. Oh, Brother Chris needs you. Oh, Brother Clint, he needs you. That's supplication. That's asking, that's asking for somebody's physical needs. Amen. You can spend a long time doing that. And I know you guys are professionals about what everybody else needs. Amen. I ain't getting no amens right there. That's conviction. Amen. Baptists know what everybody else is. Sister Susie wasn't here two weeks in a row. I mean, you, don't, you didn't know she was in the hospital with China virus. You didn't know. Because you didn't ask. Oh, you asked. You just didn't ask Susie. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Amen. So, Brother Mike, I don't know if I want to go to church with a bunch of people like that. These are the best people. These gossiping heifers around here is the best people you'll ever go to church with. I promise you that. Amen. 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 
That's exactly right. Saved people are the best people ever. I mean, hypocrites, backslidden most of the time. I mean, we, I mean, we've come a long ways as, as a church, as a whole, we've come a long ways in the wrong direction. But we are, the Bible tells us typically that the church will end in a falling away. That's a sad thing. But it's still God's church. Amen. They use that book of Revelation, and it's okay to use it that way. I don't believe it exactly matches up, but they use those seven churches in the book of Revelation. They start out real good, and they get bad, 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 and it comes good again, Philadelphia, and then Laodicea is just, psh. You ever notice that's the way your life works? You say, man, oh, I don't know about you. I'll tell you about how my life works. My life works like this, I say. I'm never drinking another Coca-Cola again. I don't know why. I mean, I, I have been for most of my life in fairly good health, but I look around and say, Man, all this sugar. And I see a commercial about diabetes, and I say, Lord have mercy, that's probably going to get me. Coca-Cola's, man, all that sugar. And I say, I ain't never drinking another one of these things again. But I don't throw the Cokes away that's in the freezer. <laughs> and I'll say, I'll be drinking one a day, right? And I, I'm not doing this no more. And I'll quit for two days, and then... Well, I mean, I got these things in the refrigerator here, and next thing you know, I'm drinking two a day. <laughs> got to drink them up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not my fault, really, because Ruth is in a routine, and on Thursday night she goes to Sam Club and she gets Coca-Colas, and I forgot to tell her not to get no more, and here she comes with another case, and now I'm drinking three a day. Anybody ever had an experience like that? I mean, that's, that is me right there. I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> that which I hate, I do. Amen. Romans chapter 7. The things I hate, I do it. Everybody ought to memorize Romans chapter 7. Amen. Just, just memorize it. It'll be a tongue twister to quote, but I, quote it to yourself. Amen. But I'll try to stop doing something, and I'll find out I'm doing it even more and more and more and more and more. That's the kind of stuff that needs, you need praying over stuff like that. People, all the people you go to church with are just like that. And if you find one that ain't, that, uh, the, the, uh, something proves the rule. What is that? Exception. exception proves the rule. Amen. Amen. The exception proves the rule. Well, you know everybody ain't good. Well, that's just the good part. Amen. The rest of us is weak. Amen. And people need help. And so supplication, that's a good word. He said, I want you to constantly affirm it. So every time you go to church, the preacher says, boy, you better be praying now. So now, he's done talked about prayer 500 times. This ain't interesting no more. But I tell you what, if you'd start praying, it'd get interesting to you. Hey, if you had some experience down behind the barn out in the woods, some of you got experience out behind the barn, but that was a belt. A belt was involved in that. I'm talking about praying, amen. Get out there in the barn and pray or come down to the church house and pray or what, wherever you can find to pray off by yourself and get in there and just pray and pray and pray. And then once you start seeing God answering your yeah. prayers and yeah. stuff like that and you see God moving, you pray for Susie because she was five minutes late for Sunday school and one morning you pull up and she beat you there by 15 15 minutes and she's sitting in the parking lot when there ain't nobody else there. You feel glory to God. I prayed about that. I prayed about that and I'm so happy about that, man. Amen. Then the preacher says, now today we're going to talk about prayer and instead of going, you'll go, amen, preacher. You know why? Because you're interested now. Now you know. Now you know. Amen. I'm telling you, I got right with God a couple weeks ago. I mean, it happens, amen. I just, boy, I'm going to refire, amen. And I got to pray, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my best to pray in some folks that ain't been, in, been here in a while. You know what? People's Baptist Church would be good. You know what would be a good work for People's Baptist Church? People that left, and you mad at them, and they left because they was mad at you or mad at me or mad at Nathan. Good thing for you to do is, Lord, as dumb as they are, I love them. And us dummies need a lot of company. And start praying for him. I said, Lord, I'm going to pray for this old boy. And I started praying for him, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Mitchell. Dwayne Mitchell. He's got a little wife and got a little kid. Lord, help him. Bring him back. And went prayed the next day, and Lord, help him. And prayed three or four weeks about it. Lord, and a lot of other names, too. And uh, right before Christmas, Dwayne and his little wife came in. And, you know, they came that night, and I, was, I, was, I said, hey, Alan, I prayed for three weeks that they would show up. There they was. They didn't come back no more after that. But that's not on me. That ain't on me. Hey, 
what, what, you, well, what good is it then? What good is it to me is they ain't been in forever. They ain't been in years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. Something laid it on their heart to come in. Yeah, right. Amen. Yeah. God got you here, man. You're going to have to, listen, if God got you here, you need to be sitting in that seat thinking about, why am I here? Why do I need this? And when you find out the answer to that, boy, you better write it down and remember it. Because the devil, the devil who orders the course of this world going to give you some excuses to get out of here. And boy, I tell you what, if you got in here and you found out why you ought to be here, you ought to remember that and you ought to pray about it and you ought to plead to God with it. You say, why? Because prayer, prayer is a good word. God, help me to stay here. If you, and listen, ain't little Bailey, ain't she sweet? Here's a, little, here's a prayer for Bailey. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord might. That's a prayer for Bailey. A prayer for grown-ups is not, well, God, I think I need you today, you know. Uh, 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 the preacher said I had to have 15 15 minutes prayer, an hour. I think he said an hour. Oh, it's going to be a lot of uh. Surely, surely, now, if I was talking to Joe Biden, I'd have something to say to that rascal right there. Well, there's a good idea. You pray for your country. Boy, I don't want Joe Biden for my president. Well, I don't want to shock you or nothing, but that's who you got. And you better start praying for him, amen. You know why people don't pray for him? Because they don't believe God can do nothing about it. Well, the devil's got a hold of that fellow, you know. Well, the, God, God, the, uh, the devil had a hold of Nebuchadnezzar too, but God was able to do something over there, amen. Amen, that's absolutely true. Well, you know, Lord, listen, don't be praying like that. Uh, has your home ever had any excitement in it? Anything ever went wrong in your house? I mean, any of you ladies ever wanted to get your husband's attention? Oh, pardon me, dear husband. I was just, I was just thinking that um, uh, maybe you would consider, I mean, think about it. And see if you can't put your socks in the basket. That ain't the, ain't nobody approaches it like that. Please stop throwing your socks in the floor. <laughs> Let me tell you the word that describes that. That's fervency. The effectual, fervent prayers of a housewife availeth much. Amen. The effectual, fervent arguments. I was so stop. That's listen. That is what comes up in the heart of a man or a woman. I was just stop nagging me. I would take my socks to the basket if you'd stop moving it every three days. If y'all lived with Ruth, you'd be lost as a goose. <laughs> she moves everything in the house every week or two. I'll come in, the, the couch is missing. The couch was right here, now it's gone. And it's just, it's right over there now. But I wasn't looking for it over there, I was looking for it right here. Amen. Amen. Ain't that the way it goes? Good Lord. This ain't the way my mom made spaghetti. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you, you shouldn't tell me stories. I'm going to use them, amen. That's the way things are settled down at the house, ain't it? My God, I'm tired of this stuff. That's fervency. The effectual fervent prayer. Fervency is a fire. A fire burns with fervency. You ain't never seen a lazy fire in your life. Oh, no, sir. It takes 12 hours to burn a log that big around. No, sir, that log going to be gone. If you're going to start a fire, you need more than little twigs and a little log that big around. Amen. If you're going to let it burn a little while and stay warm by it. 
Did you say why? Fervency going to burn some stuff up. Yeah. I mean, it's, Lord, now. I don't even think people, I don't even think people, I don't even think God. Now, I'm wrong because God's long-suffering. God will listen to prayers like that. Well, I think God reacts to prayers like that. Now, Lord. I think probably the Lord responds to that like when somebody shake, shake my hand, boy. That's terrible, ain't it? Yeah. Let's shake hands, brother. Shake my hand there, brother. Ain't that nasty? Yes. Oh, sh shake, my. shake my hand, boy. Sh shake my hand. Shake my hand. You see that? The shake my hand. Why are you being so rough? Huh? That's, that's, don't you hate that when that happens? Somebody hands you an old dish rag. Huh? Shake my, shake my hand, brother. We're having fellowship. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Oh, no. Can't stand that. Can't. Shake my hand, boy. Shake my hand there. Huh? Shake my hand. That's, ain't that nasty? Why? Well, shake my hand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Now shake my hand like, yeah. Come on, Tommy, put it there. Yeah, man. It was, yeah. It was song. Yeah. Go to God and hand him some dish where, do you like me, God? Do you, do you like me? Does, like, does God like kitty daddy? <laughs> No, sir. Hey, if you listen, prayer is a good work. Hey, get at it. Amen. Don't you got anything that's worth talking to God about? Hey, God, help me with this. God, be merciful to me. Amen. If I thought I was dying, hey, I, I, if anybody ever tells you that Brother Mike committed suicide, do an investigation right away. I want to live. I want to live. I want to live. Get a little pain in my side. Oh, God, help me. Be merciful to me. Be merciful to me, oh God. I told somebody today, I think his brother Nathan, he told me about somebody that dies. I said, man, I, I hate that. Yeah. Even if it's one of my enemies, I hate when people die. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it, man. That, that bothers me. It bothers me. Yeah. Hey, man, hear, hear about somebody got cancer or something like that? I'm going to go to the church and pray about it. Yeah. Oh, God, help them. Yeah. God, be merciful to them. Yeah, right. You say, what's all that screaming about? Amen. Well, I want God to hear me. The effectual fervent prayers. The, when David talks about prayer in the book of Psalms, he says, I cried. Well, now, there's a way that you can look at that where he shed some tears, sure. But that word cried in your King James Bible, it don't mean. <laughs> that ain't what it means. When it says he cried, hey, that's a cry. Back in the old English days, they had criers. And it wasn't people that sh uh, shed tears. It was people that yelled out stuff. Oh, ye, oh, ye. All ears this way. Man, that's what, that's what fervency is. That's a good word. Matter of fact, we might skip all the rest of the points and just park it right there. Prayer's a good word. It's good for you to pray. I guarantee if everybody in this church... I, th I, I know everybody in this church don't go to this church, but if everybody in this church house right now would get some fervency in your prayer life and some dependency on God and start doing the good work of prayer, uh, you'd see some changes around this place. You'd see, God do, you'd see God do some things around here. And if people didn't respond to God, you'd see God step in and do. Some of you have been trying to win your relatives to God for years and years and years and ain't made a dent. And you're doing more worrying them about it than you're worrying, uh, worrying God about it. The Bible says that uh, when, when the Lord was teaching his uh, disciples to pray, he said praying is like a man that had a, uh, a, a, a visitor come from a far country, and he said he went to his neighbor and said, hey, somebody's visiting me today and I don't have no bread. He said, hey, lend me three loaves. Well, you know what loaves is a type of in the Bible, the bread of life. And he said, uh, that fellow said, uh, I'm in bed and I can't rise up and give you. Leave me alone. Don't that sound like the way God answers some prayers sometimes? God, I need some. Dear Jesus, 
I need some help over here. And it seems like God ain't even listening, does it? Huh? Amen. You know what it says, though? It says that fellow keeps on knocking. I need that bread. I'm going to be needing that bread now. Talking about worrying your neighbor, borrowing. <laughs> just, like, just, like, just like that old neighbor it depends on that neighbor. I mean, I, I know I could have went to the grocery store, but I need your bread. Yeah. I mean, I got somebody that don't even live nowhere around here, and I need your bread. And that's exactly what the Christian life is. Said, Lord, it's your salvation. It's your son. It's your forgiveness. And I got this fellow that needs some bread. He needs the bread of life. And I need it. And the Lord said, I ain't going to do it. You ever prayed for somebody and they get, didn't get saved? Well, the Lord said he wasn't going to do it then. The Lord said, I'm busy. I got my children here. The Lord said, yo, you want me to save them? I, I got plenty of children right here. You say, well, while the Lord's messing around, that person might die. The Lord don't mess around. There ain't nobody right. going to die until the Lord says they're going to die. Right. Yeah. Amen. Right. That fellow over there, he's starving. The man said, well, I got this bread right here. They ain't going to starve if I give it to you. Well, give it to me then. No. But I need it. And the Bible calls that importunity. Uh, in, in plain old modern day English, that means worried him to death. Yeah. Huh. Do you believe God would do something like that say, I'm not going to answer your prayers, Chris, till you worry me to death. Well, there's an unjust judge in the Bible. And a lady comes to him and says, I need this thing done. He said, I ain't going to do it. I need this thing done. Judge said, he's an unjust judge. He don't even believe in God. And as a matter of fact, that was the statement that the judge says. He said, I don't fear God or man. I'm the boss around here. But... This old lady's worried me to death. I'm going to judge it in her favor. That's an illustration on how to pray. Oh, God, I need this. Oh, God, I need this. Wouldn't that be worrisome to you if a fellow kept coming around and poking you and prodding you, making fun of your hair products and stuff like that? Boys, I don't care nothing about that. You got a good preacher right there, and he wears them. I guess it's all right. I'm just mad. I'm just mad that I ain't got that kind of hair. Amen. Amen. You knew that's what it was the whole time, didn't you? You got a wise daddy. He probably told you, Brother Mike, bald. He's just going to pick on everybody with hair. <laughs> Amen. But don't that bother you when somebody keeps pestering you? Like you out in the yard playing and Marshall wants to get involved? I mean, you're probably building a 350 engine. I know you ain't playing with G.I. Joes and stuff like that anymore. You just stay away from girls. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Marshall says, hey, want to play? You want to play? Want to play? Want to play? I got some army men over here. Want to play? 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 If you knock him down, you're a bad brother. Huh? I, I saw that in your eyes. You said, Boy, I'd knock him out. You didn't know such an one as I could divine, did you? Huh? Let's play. Let's play. Come on, let's play. And after a while, you say, I could knock this kid out, but okay. Make sure ain't no girls looking. Get down. I'm right, ain't I? Uh-huh. Let's play. Let's play, Marshall. And next thing you know, he's having more fun than Marshall. <laughs> That's illustration of prayer right there. Yeah. God help us. God let us do this. God help him. God help him. Yeah. God help him. God, God pretending like he ain't even listening to you. Next thing you know, he'll answer it. And you'll be rejoicing with what you don't know is God up there rejoicing more than you are. Right, yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God loves that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't believe God should be able to do that. How are you going to tell God what he should be able to do? Yeah. I got that out of the Bible. That's yeah. in your Bible. Yeah. Read your Bible, Bible right. believers. Right. Amen. Yeah. Praying's a good work. Yeah. Amen. Now, when you're talking about spiritual things like that, that's uh, intercession. That's stuff that, that, that's good work that, that Christians can do. Amen? Yeah. Prayer, that's a good work. Prayer is a good work. Amen. Oh, there's a lot of other things we can talk about. We're not going to talk about. I think you got the message tonight. Handing out tracts, that's a good work. Yeah. That's good work. It's better than drinking beer. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's better than chewing snuff. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I used to chew the snuff too. Boy, God smoked me a little bit. I said, Brother Mike, I ain't convicted about it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> That's why I was still doing it, amen. Uh, and it, let me tell you about Jesus. 
Afoadlume. Ömek mene abi. Amen. Brother Mike, I'm chewing that stuff. Well, spit it out before you start talking about Jesus. Amen. You say, well, you do what you want to do. But a lot of things, a lot of things you ain't got a conviction about. A lot of things may or may not be a sin. The Bible says it's not the things that goes in your mouth that defiles the man. It's the things that goes out. Well, you'll find a lot of things not congruous. Oh, see, I done messed around and used the big word. <laughs> now some of you are like, wait. <laughs> some things don't go together. Just some things just don't go together. You think it does, but it don't. Amen? Amen. Some things just don't go together. Oh, I wish I could tell you some stories, but I ain't going to do it. That's just for me. That's just for me. Amen. Well... I'm tempted to tell them stories. I better not, shouldn't I? No, I probably shouldn't. Amen. Some things just don't go together. Just take my word for that. Amen. Take my word for that. I'm talking about passing out tracts and witnessing to people. Listen, if, you, if you've been saved for any length of time and you just don't feel, if you don't feel the, that extra urge, this is, I've been coming to church and I just really ain't excited about it. I was a little excited at first. And some people are a little excited and some people are very excited about it. Different people are different. People are different. I mean, there's a lot of ways people are the same, but a lot of ways people are different. Some people shout and some people don't. Some people cry and some people shout and cry. Some people run around the room. Oh, them ladies started to sing. I like that. I started to get up and run. I was looking around. I was like, well, probably ain't nobody going to run with me, all these Presbyterians. I'll just sit here. I'll Run laps in my, I could run this way. I could sing with Tommy this week. I'm thinking about that, brother. Uh, I got a song in mind, too. Amen. But I, I, listen, everybody's not the same. Everybody is not the same. But I know you've been sitting there and you're like, man, I just don't feel it. I just don't feel it. Something's missing. And that, what that's missing is a, doing a good work for God. Yeah. If you looked over 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you'd find there's prophecy. Some of you ladies say, well, I'm not a prophet. But there's plenty of stuff in the Bible. Did you know if you told somebody, if you die without Christ, you will go to hell? That's a future event. That's prophesying. Amen. That's prophecy. And the Bible says, oh, now, watch out, independent Baptist. Did you know that there was a fellow come to town? He was very fervent Christian. He, he was on fire. I heard about this Jesus, and boy, I'm preaching about Jesus. And this lady, I say a lady, I'm going to emphasize that part. A lady pulled him aside and set him down, taught him the way of God more perfectly. A woman taught the preacher? But she did. I bet some of these ladies sitting around here that's been listening to preaching, they probably understand a lot. They probably understand a lot. Amen. But listen, let me tell you this. The way they got to that place is they started doing something for God. And when, when, they, when they sit around, even if they come and ask me about it, when they're sitting around on the pews and, Brother Mike, I just ain't feeling it, what I tell them is, hey, go start doing something for the Lord. Don't sit around. Don't get stagnated. Get out. And do something for God and find something to do for God. Go to the preacher and say, what can I do? I'm sure he's, I mean, he's got a whole Bible that he reads. He can find something for you to do. And it'll be good and it won't be serving. I ain't asking him. He'll have me in here polishing his shoes. No, that ain't the kind of folks churches are. That's not what's going to happen. Listen, you ask, some, ask the preacher what he can do. He'll say, well, get this and take this and do this. and It'll be something for God. Guaranteed. Guaranteed it'll be something for God. And some of you folks, you'll take a bag of clothes and drop it off at the Goodwill and you'll feel like you've, done, you've cured all of humanity's problems. Oh, look how good I've done. I've helped my fellow. And it's good. Give all the clothes you can. But I'm talking about doing something for God. And that verse, it's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 28. He says there's prophecies and there's teachings. And then he says helps. Helps. You feeling kind of bad? Go help somebody. Go help somebody. Just go help them. Just go help them. And help somebody. Well, I'm going to help brother so-and-so. Go help somebody out there that needs help. Do something for them. And, and they say, well, hey, oh, thank you. They'll say, they'll say thank you if they're the kind of people. 
these kind of people are disappearing, but if they're the kind of people they ought to be, they'll say, thank you for this. Thank you for doing that for me. And you know what you could say? You could say, it's not me. I was living for myself, but then Jesus came by. I mean, just do that. Just do that. With me and Brother Nathan, we went and ate high on the hog today. Amen. We went and ate at Sonny's Barbecue, and we come in. Just two of us. How many of us did I say it was? There's just two of us. And we come in, and the waitress goes, just two of you? And I said, no, there's three of us. You just can't see the other one. <laughs> oh, I got it in there, though, didn't I? Uh, and we went to the table, and I said, I, I, see, I didn't tell her the Jesus part yet. When we got to the table, I said, <clears throat> don't think I'm crazy. I said, the third one is Jesus. And quick as a, quick as a whip, boy, she said, Jesus tips big. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> she got me, amen. She got me. Hey, but hey. Do something for somebody else. Help them. And then get the opportunity to tell them about Jesus that way. Amen. Amen. Stop feeling so bad for yourself. You're saved. I know hardships. I know you went through hardships. But you got Jesus. You're on the winning side. I bet somebody sings, I'm on the winning side. They didn't sing that today, did they? Because if they did. Uh, you, you did just a while ago. I knew it was in my mind for some reason. <laughs> Amen. Oh, somebody prayed yesterday, and like two minutes later, I couldn't remember. I said, did somebody pray? Yeah, the guy was standing right beside you when he prayed. Amen. I don't know how you remember a verse of Scripture when you don't remember what happened 30, 35 seconds ago. Anyway, you can, listen, you get out and do a good work, and I guarantee you, your life will change. Your heart will change. Your mind will change. Your outlook will change. Your joy will change. Your whole situation will change. You might even smile at your wife this week. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You might, even, you might even be able to thank God for your little husband this week. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen's my way. I might have to preach a little harder tomorrow night. But I'll tell you what, amen. We'll, we'll get you revived. We'll get your husbands and wives revived before the end of the week. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and for your grace. God, I thank you so much for salvation. Thank you for letting me live today. Thank you, oh God, for all you've did for us. Lord, we need... Uh, to get past the point where we think that serving the Lord is just coming down to the house of God and singing a little bit and going home and not thinking another thought about it. But, oh, God, help us. Strengthen us, God, to, to do the work and do the labor. Oh, God, you came by one day and Elijah was plowing with an oxen, a, a great big yoke of oxen, dear God. And he put all that aside and he wasn't working for himself no more. He is working for you. And I thank you for that. I thank you, God, you're still walking by just... Uh, just calling people into the, into the work, into the ministry. They never will have to be missionaries or evangelists or pastors or anything like that, but they can go about prophesying something coming in the future. My Lord's are coming. My Lord's are coming. And Lord, do a great work for you. I pray it, oh God. I pray, oh God. Lord, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt doing good works, not to be saved, but because we're saved. Lord, I know with all my heart that's the, that's the key to the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is my strength, and I've got that joy I can go on. If i got that strength, I can go on another day and live life and see good days, as Apostle Peter said. We thank you for that. We thank you, oh God, these things come through the work of the Lord. I pray you'd help us to be honest to it, to be devoted to it. Now, thank you and praise you, God, for all you do. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Somewhere around the altar, God spoke to your heart. You come. Be obedient to the Lord. Not going to drag out the invitation or beat you on the back to get you to come. If the Lord spoke to you, you can, you can talk to God right there where you're at. We're talking about that prayer. It's a wonderful thing. You can talk to God wherever you are. Pray in your car, driving down the highway. Amen. Just keep your eyes open. Amen. And pray and seek God's face. In God's face, you will find.